Hi, listeners. Welcome to the She Speaks Life podcast, a weekly encouragement where we share our God stories. I'm your host, Jamie Elizabeth, and I am so glad you are spending time with us today to listen. Hi, friends. Welcome to this week's podcast. I have with me Tammy Whitehurst, who speaks from the heart. She uses laughter and her life experiences. She is a fantastic speaker, author, and blogger. And I can't wait for her to share with us her testimony on recovering from perfectionism. Hi, Tammy. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Jamie. And I'm so glad to be here. I'm just, I love the fact that we are both in Texas. However, we sound nothing alike. <laughs> I know. <laughs> California girl input in Austin. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, well, I love your accent. I think it's adorable. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm excited for you to just share a backstory of who you are and kind of where this whole thing started with your struggle with perfectionism and how you got through that and what were the steps that you discovered to overcome it? Well, I will say that, you know, as women and as a person who is self-employed, I was a teacher for a long time in the middle school setting, loved every single second of that. And whenever I went from being a teacher, I then went to seminary and got women's ministry certification and I've been speaking in a speaking circuit for for now for going on about nine years and I do speak full-time but I will say when I look back I see where God made me a speaker a long time ago and a lot of times people will say well where did you get started and I'll say you know he put me in the middle school classroom first because that is where I had my first audience Mm -hmm. as a person who has always been the leader the oldest child, sometimes we will step into a role of being a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. We want everything to be perfect. And we'll even go as far as we will step out on what I call one-footed faith. And what that is, is we'll step out on that one-footed faith and we'll tell the Lord, Lord, we're going to step out for you. We're going to give it all. We're going to do it all. We're going to seek you. And yet we keep our second foot firmly planted just in case God doesn't come through the way we want him to. Mm-hmm. And that is not it, you know, because in our pocket will be plan B, C, D, E, F, G. And what he really wants us to do is jump in with both feet and trust him and what he has for our life. And I know when you're a control freak, it's very hard sometimes mm-hmm. to realize that God has a better plan than you. Right. It's a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think you have to be necessarily a perfectionist too, to feel, you know, wanting to be in control. I mean, most of us kind of do good to know what's ahead. So we do kind of step into that control thing and then it becomes an issue because we can't trust God at the same time. We're trying to hold on with this white knuckle grip. Yeah, that's right. And that's exactly what we do. And I think that a lot of times whenever we realize that what we're dealing with is control issues, Mm -hmm. everything begins to fall apart eventually Mm -hmm. because you are truly not the one in control. God is in control and a control freak is going to have people running from you, not to you. And so that is Mm -hmm. one of those things that we have to ask ourselves. Okay. Are people 
running to me or are they running from me? And a lot of times leaders, we really have to evaluate that very thing. And we have to stop. First of all, we have to realize that busyness is not a spiritual gift and that we do have to be for a while and we do have to seek God's direction. But I know when it truly came out for me about how much of a control freak that I definitely could be was with my daughter. And my daughter is a whole lot like me. You know, I don't, <laughs> I, heads. Yeah. Oh girl, going head to head on things yeah. like that. And, and I don't know about, uh, all women, but I know that my teenage daughter and she's not a teenager anymore, but when she was a teenager, she loved me unless I asked her to do something, unless I gave her advice of any kind. She loved me unless I said the wrong things, unless I embarrassed her, if I did the wrong thing, if I breathed yeah. the wrong way. So, yeah. So, in other words, she had a hard time with me most of the time. And I so wanted for her to do things my way. Mm-hmm. And what, because I thought my way was the best way. And And what I had to stop and realize was, is that we can't be anyone's Holy Spirit. Right. As hard as we try, we cannot be anyone's Holy Spirit. We have to let them walk their life out their way. Mm -hmm. But the hardest part for a person who, who has control issues is that we don't want people to go through the tough times. We don't want people to have to live out consequences of choices that we've, that they've made because we've been through it. And we think that we have this all wonderful advice that we can give people so that they don't have to go through that. Mm-hmm. However, I have found that we have to go through those kind of things individually so that we can seek the hand of the Lord. And yeah. we do truly push people away when we are trying to be a drill sergeant, when we are trying to make them realize that our way is the best way when honestly mm-hmm. it's just, that is just not the way it goes. And, and I'm going to tell you, I was raised, uh, you know, we've talked about accents and I was raised <laughs> in a part, I was raised in the South where, you know, a lot of times I'll say I'm Texas raised, Jesus saved, and I love all things cheetah. And <laughs> I, uh, you know, she, she, she's my favorite color girl. She's my favorite color before it was ever a color. I remember when my daughter looked at me and she said, I looked at her and I said, oh, I just love that there's cheetah everywhere. She said, mama cheetah is actually back in style. And I looked at her and I said, well, I didn't realize it ever went out of style. She said, of course you wouldn't. She said, because you do things your way. Now she laughed when she said that and I love her to death. But whenever you do deal with having things your way, sometimes people will say something and it'll make you kind of Woo, it'll kind of jolt you and you think, you know what? I really don't want things to be my way. I want them to be God's way. Yeah. And when we look at Mary and Martha, Martha's one of those people who tried to tell Jesus what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, you know, it didn't work out so great for her. It didn't. Yeah. But we got to have the Marthas because without the Marthas, we wouldn't get church budgets balanced. Without the Marthas, we wouldn't have people who stand up and say, this needs to be done and that needs to be done. God gave people certain personalities, but he never gave us the personality to think that we have the best answer, to think Mm -hmm. that we know the exact way to go and that our way or no way. And if you don't do it my way, hit the highway. That is when things get in trouble. But 
you know, I was raised among Southern women who are a tough breed. I always, I say that I'm known for biscuits and gravy and I come from a place where very hard hugs happen at the front door. Spray painted marriage proposals are part of what you see. And, you know, there may be sofas on the front porch and cars on blocks, a refrigerator in the back porch. And my mother always says, Tammy, you're describing our house to a T. And she'll, <laughs> and she will laugh. And, and, but you know, I do come from women who are, we took pride in telling it like it is. Right. And to be, yeah. to be, oh girl, to be honest, telling it like it is so often is not the way it's supposed to be. Uh-huh. We have to realize that we have to pray for wisdom because that is what we truly want. And telling it like it is, is not wisdom. A lot of times it's an opinion and everybody has that opinions can push people away, but wisdom will always bring people your way because people do seek to have wisdom. And I've learned that sometimes the quietest people are the people that we want to go to for wisdom. And as a person who has talked my entire life, got ends in conduct in school until I figured out how to use my voice to work right for me. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot to be said about when we need to get a grip on our lip, take our hand off our hip and realize that let's listen for what God wants us to do, not what we think needs to be done. Yeah. It reminds me of when Jesus calls you to be meek right? Meek uh-huh. doesn't mean weak with a W. It means gentleness, having a gentle spirit. And like you were saying, when we're full of wisdom, it comes out in this meek, this gentle way, this compassionate way. And without that, then we come out a little bit harsh and opinionated yeah. and and can offend people easily because we don't have the God filter. <laughs> That's that's exactly right. And you know, God will use people in your circle of friends to help you to sand off the rough edges to tell you, girl, you really need to back up. You really need to think about what you're saying right there. Mm -hmm. I love, I have a friend named Rita and I don't know what I do without her because she really is used by the Lord to help me get better. And you know, your circle of friends are so important. We have an inner circle and we have an outer circle. Mm -hmm. And Every person needs an inner circle of friends. And those are those friends who are going to clap the loudest when you have good news. Those are those friends who are going to cheer you on when they see you giving it all for God to get the glory. Right. And I will say sometimes when I speak, I'll say, if you don't have those kind of friends, we've got to start looking for a new circle because Mm -hmm. nobody wants to be a part of a circle that's full of drama mamas. You know, we want to... Yes, we want to have those kind of friends who will say, girl, you have stepped over the line. Mm -hmm. Back up, think about what you said. That was a prayer moving from California to here, to Texas, because I needed that inner circle of girlfriends. And I know I was lacking because a lot of those girls weren't going the same way I was. So I really kind of lost my inner circle And I mean, me going the way I should be going in God way, growing in my spiritual walk in my relationship with the Lord. So along the way, I I lost some of those girls and then coming out to Texas, that was my major prayer. Lord, give me like-minded girlfriends because it is so hard to find those girls. Even when you do find one, 
you know, the true test is if there's something that happens to yourself that's remarkable and something you did, you know, who's texting you, cheering you on, who's calling you going, great job. You know, we should be having that inner circle of girlfriends that are calling you, texting you, building you up and cheering you on for something that you happen to do. There's that spirit of competitiveness and in comparison yes. that yes. just will will override in in women and we need to break that for sure and you know that can cause so much when it comes to control freak itis as i call it when we truly break free from that we realize that it's not about competition it's about collaboration Mm-hmm. It's about, it's about all of us working together and yes, friends are going to cheer us on and real friends are, and they are going to lead us to Christ. They're going to do things like that. But also when life falls completely apart, those same friends are going to let you just weep and roll on their shoulder. They're going to pet your hair whenever you just need to cry your eyes out and, and they're going to stand you back up. They're going to say, you know, you walk forward, you can do this. And they bombard heaven with your name. If you don't have friends who are praying you through, that's where you definitely pray for friends like that, because we got to have those kind of friends. And, and if after we have gotten through some tough stuff, that's when God really whittles off so many of the sharp edges that so many of us have. And the sooner get those sharp edges sanded down, the better life gets. Mm-hmm. It has to be that point, Jamie, in our life when we stand on the solid rock and we boldly declare that we're not going to live our life mm-hmm. the way that we want to live it. We want to live it the way God wants us to live it. And we're not going to believe the lies of the past. We're not going to believe the pain of the past. Mm-hmm. And those, those things, a lot of times is what makes us control freaks, the yeah. pain of the past, but we're not going to believe any of that. Instead, we are going to stand on that solid rock and we'll live our life by the truth of his word. And the truth in his word has nothing to do with being a control freak. Absolutely nothing. We have to embrace the fact that whatever we are trying to be in control over, God can, can do that better than us. He can, un, you know, it's kind of like whenever you are, you're teaching your child how to tie their shoes, mm-hmm. you're telling them to be still, be still, mm-hmm. and you're showing them each step of the way how to do it. Because what they really want to do is do it themselves and they halfway do it and it all falls apart. Right. But that's the same way that God does us. He has to get us to be still. And then he shows us how to tie this pretty bow that will last forever that will take us the course and it has nothing to do with control on our end nothing it has everything to do with trust in him that's a tough thing for women to grasp very tough Mm -hmm. now was there some point in your life where you were just oh this control thing is getting out of out of control (laughs) is there some You know, you know is it did you get to a point where you're like I got to do something about this or was it just a gradual thing where you started to dive into God's word and get wisdom and over time you transformed I was no, just I'll curious if there was an there event is, that you could share of yes, when you're like there was okay definitely a place where yeah. if I had to turn back and I had to say, okay, this was the turning point. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was a conflict that I had with my daughter and 
I really had, I mean, I was trying to make her do things my way and nothing was working. And I was crying and I was kicking and I was screaming and I really, and it was, it was many years ago, but it was probably 10 years ago now. I really had to back up and say, okay, I'm going to let her, I'm going to have to let her fall flat on her face. Process of that. I had to fall flat on my face before the Lord and realize that he loved her more than I did. Yeah. That that's a tough, tough place. And I will tell you that she has come so far. Oh my goodness alive. And I've come so far and, and we have so come back together and we, we see the world through different eyes, but through Mm -hmm. the eyes of people who love each other as we are, we love each other for the differences that we have instead of me trying to make her just like me. And that is something that I I was just really pushing. I was pushing Mm -hmm. for her to be just whenever she would make mistakes. I I have found out that there has to come a point with any of my children or with anyone. I have found that there has to come a point when our adult children's decisions are no longer on our parental report card. Mm -hmm. That for me was huge. That Mm -hmm. the decisions that any of my children, children made were no longer on my parental report card because they're all grown. Yeah. And that's a hard transition to step into as a mom. It is. It is. It is so hard to stop being the mom Mm -hmm. and instead walk up side by side with them as an adult. And because we want them to come to us for wisdom. We want, we want that, but they're adults now. And for me, that was so hard Yeah. Um, And I wasn't an airplane, you know, run in for the rescue. I wasn't that kind of parent because I always wanted my kids to know what it's like to work their way through a problem, not be rescued from it, work their way through it. Because I do believe that what doesn't kill us will make us stronger or what doesn't kill us will make us make us wish we were dead sometimes. Right. And, 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 but in the process of that, when we go through something that is very difficult, whether it's with a friend, whether it's with a child, whether it's with a coworker, whatever it is, if we will keep our eyes focused on the right thing to do, and God's always going to tell us the right thing to do, not what we want to do, but the right thing to do. And Mm -hmm. he says, if you want wisdom, ask for it. We've got to soak it up like a sponge. And if we keep our eyes on that, we truly will realize that being a control freak is not in our best interest. Yeah, and it yeah. Free, and it will free us. I mean, it literally will free us from the bondage of being a control freak. And and there's a lot of bondage to it. I feel the point that we try that we all as parent, as Christian parents. I mean, we want our kids. We raise them up in the way they should go. So. Yes. By the time they're out of the house and they're adults, we want them to go to their Bible for wisdom. We want them right. to seek God and go into prayer and ask God. I mean, how many times my kids have come to me, I give them what I know, but then yes. what helps is having your kids have their own relationship with Jesus, not riding oh, on the so faith coattails of the parents, yes. but that they have their own relationship. So what I will tell them too, is in addition to what I have to say, I say, go to your room and pray, go somewhere quiet, go outside, go yeah. somewhere quiet and ask God what you should do. He'll give you the answer. And I can't even tell you how many times, because 
even ourselves won't think of that first, you know, we should, that yeah. should be our knee jerk reaction, but sometimes yeah. it takes a little bit and we're like, oh yeah, did I pray about it? No. Did I read about wisdom, his will, you know, it's a relationship with him. That's what it's all about. Well, did I come to him and ask? No. So to remind our kids to do that, that way they know when they're adults, okay, I know what to do. You know, this is what I need to do to get my answer. But so many times we, we seek other places and, and it doesn't give us that solution, obviously. What you just said is so good. And when we can learn that earlier on than later, life gets so much easier because life's complicated as it is. And when we are women, we often get distracted and, and the enemy is very good at distracting us, you know, yeah. so that we won't go to seek that true be still, that prayer time, that, that instead of me trying to solve something, letting God do it in his timing and letting him do it beautifully. You know, we, we get in this fast paced life and we skip breakfast. We're late for work. We forget lunch. We, you know, laundry is piled high. We have people in the hospital. We have emails we need to return. We have phones and all of that stuff begins to just pile up and pile up. And, and we think that this person needs us. That person needs us. This child needs a bath. This dog needs to be clean. It's, it's overwhelming. And mm -hmm. what I see whenever a woman takes on all of those elements of life, and if she's a control freak type personality, what happens is depression can set in. Mm -hmm. And because when you feel like that you can't, that nothing that you do can solve any problem. And it seems like the domino effect is happening. Just boom, 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 boom all of a sudden depression can sit in. And I, a, a lot of times when I'm talking with women, I will say, you know what, if you can just unscramble the letters in depression, it also spells I pressed on. Mm -hmm. And we can't press on without the presence of the Lord. That is what truly helps us to be, to press on. Because really we have to slow down because we can't be cloned. You know, that, that, that's not a reality. We do sometimes need to be counseled by a good friend. We need to be consoled by God's, God's word. And we know that we want to run this race with endurance. And there are times, Jamie, whenever those who call upon the Lord, they will soar on wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They yeah. will walk and not faint. If we're going to soar, we're going to have to realize that as Christian women, sometimes we are going to fall. But if we, but we've got to keep moving in a forward pace. If we can't soar, then we run. If we can't run, then we walk. And if we can't walk, then we drag ourselves. But we keep moving forward. We can't get stuck in the quicksand of comparison, in the quicksand of control. We have to give up that and just trust that day by day, God's going to show us a way so that we're not stressed, we're not overwhelmed. Because when all of those feelings come in, we're not good. We're not, we're not good for anybody, nor are we even, we can't get through things ourselves. Whenever all those feelings begin to, to just bound us up. Mm -hmm. So good. So takeaway, is there a, I'm, I want to say is Proverbs your favorite? Maybe give uh, the listeners maybe a favorite book of the Bible where there's a ton you of know, wisdom, love, a verse that I you love, love. I love James. The mm -hmm. book, my favorite book is James. And I, my, one of my favorite scriptures, not in James, but Acts twenty twenty four, 
which talks about how you want to live your life to glorify the Lord, that that is how you want to live your life. Because we want to finish and we want to hear the words, well done, my good and you know, we want to hear the words, well done, my good servant. That's what we want to hear. That's what we live for. We want to finish well. And we don't always do well, but we want to finish well. And what I have found is that cemeteries are filled, Jamie. Cemeteries are filled with dreams that were never accomplished, with great news that was never told, with singers who never sang, with writers who never wrote, with teachers who never taught, speakers who never spoke. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we get so bound up in control that we don't let the gifts that the good Lord gave us ever come to fruition and we die with buried treasure. If we are so bound up in being in control all the time and we don't give God control, he cannot use us truly yeah. to be the way that he created us to be. Yeah, we miss out. We do. We do. So good. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. I mean, it definitely speaks right through the heart of being led by the Holy Spirit, not be led by the flesh. And we allow ourselves to be reminded every day, sometimes every hour we need it, just completely be led by the Holy Spirit. I know that instantly gives us that meet the gentleness, the trusting in God take over. It's just hard to sometimes remember that, especially when you're in a situation where you feel like you got to control something or something isn't going your way. And we can fire up those feelings over what God says. And so good for you to hop on here and just share your wisdom with us and having us just be reminded to let go of that grip. We'll live a better life, a more fulfilling life. So thank you for speaking life to us. You, you are so welcome. And you know, a lot of times whenever I speak, we laugh like crazy, but we always get down to the heart of the matter too. And what we've talked about today really is, is the heart of the matter. Because if, if you can get past these kind of things, you will regain your laughter. Mm-hmm. You will realize truly why a merry heart does good like medicine. And while we all need a whopping dose of that, we leave different than we came. This that we've talked about today is definitely heart of the matter. If we can't get to the bottom of this, then we never truly realize why laughter is so important. Yeah. Well, and it just shows if you do a mistake and you laugh or someone starts laughing, then you start laughing, then you're like, oh, okay. It just lightens it, right? (laughs) Yes, it The intensity leaves and laughter enters in and it cheers you up. It makes you feel like, oh, it's okay. You know, let's laugh about this. (laughs) And it does, Jamie. And, and, you know, by the time you get my age, between your age and my age, I often say this on a stage, I'll say from diapers to dates to depends, it's a quick trip. (laughs) And it is, you know, it truly is. So let's, let's live the life the good Lord gave us and let's try to learn as much as we can. Let's never lose a teachable spirit. and Let's mm-hmm. run this race with endurance. So good. So good. Thank you so much for coming on here, Tammy. It was such a pleasure. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. If any of your listeners would like to contact me as far as just as if they want to go to TammyWhitehurst.com, 
They can email me from there. They can join my Facebook from there. I have a devotional that I run five days a week. I call it a devotional to kick life up a notch. And also, thank you. All of that is accessible through my website. And also I have a calendar on there and they can kind of see where I'm speaking at. But we will, we will giggle, we will grin, and we always give God the glory. Thank you so much for listening today. I trust that God has encouraged you through this message. For more information on this ministry and to access free downloads, please visit my website at jamieelizabeth.com and sign up. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Jamie Elizabeth She Speaks Life. That's J-A-Y-M-E Elizabeth She Speaks Life. Until next time, my friends, I pray God reveals himself through your own life story.